0: Hey, guys, welcome back to episode two of Writing Tips. For those of you that are just joining us, you might want to go back and catch episode one, uh, where we talk about getting your story started. Today, we're actually going to be talking about story itself. So we're going to talk about the structure of the story first, why the story is more important than the environment and how you can get a story crafted. A good story has three parts or three acts Uh, sometimes it's referred to as the the three act structure Um, and the first act is generally about setting the environment setting the tone setting the mood setting the problem or the issue at hand setting the characters or some way to develop the world some way to take the reader the listener whatever and plot them into a world and have them understand that world now let me make this crystal clear. You do not have to build a massively complex world in order for a reader to understand the environment. For example, I can solve that entire problem in one sentence. John was a man walking through modern-day downtown America. Holy crap, we just solved the whole problem right there. But the first act is really about establishing that. It's also about establishing your characters. And your characters are are really, really important. Now... If you're listening to this and you're thinking that you don't have to establish characters because you're writing a self-help book, or you don't have to establish characters because you're you're talking about a, um, a a non-fiction solution to a problem, that is entirely not true. The character establishment is very, very important in any genre of writing, whether it is a short story, whether it is a a, a, a massive epic fiction, whether it is. You know, some sort of self help book. You have to establish the character so that the reader or the listener has something to relate to. If you are writing a nonfiction, you have to talk about the people or the situation that the nonfiction is about. Those problems, those issues, whether it's, you know, an Excel spreadsheet or whether you're writing about um, how a microphone is built, that microphone becomes your character. That Excel spreadsheet becomes your character. So developing characters that are relatable and understandable is important. And you do that in the first act. You do not have to give away the farm in the first act. You just have to make your reader understand the character that they are reading or listening about. So that first act is about establishing an environment. It's about establishing characters. Uh, It's also about establishing a call to action. Why are we hearing or reading this story? Let me say that again, a call to action. Why is your reader or your listener viewing this story? What is the adventure they're about to go on? What is the problem you're about to solve? What is the issue that is being tackled? Why are we here? The second act is really about talking about establishing conflict, right? So uh, a classic example. So you, you've established your character in the first act and your character is, is Wendy and Wendy is a, um, uh, a drug addict that is trying to get clean. Right. And that's like maybe the main plot of the subplot. I'm sorry. It's so shallow. It's just right off the top of my head. So Wendy's a drug addict and she's trying to get clean in the second act. You are going to pit her against conflict. That is what is supposed to happen. The conflict is given in the second act. She has difficulties getting clean because she has 14 friends who do drugs and there's this dude who's trying to pimp her out and so he keeps shooting her up with drugs and so she can't get away from him and so on and so forth. That's where the the real conflict lies is in that second act. How do we see what opposition is keeping her from attaining her goal. Her goal was set forth in the first act. Here is the opposition that will keep her from attaining that goal. This is where you really put struggle in. This is where you really define how your character is going to overcome this, or what is needing to be overcome. The, the struggle is real. And this is where you can put in all kinds of crazy things. So in this second act, this is where you can start revealing inner demons. This is where you can start revealing the gritty detail about that character. Uh, and once again, this is the same for nonfiction. It's the same for self-help. It's the same for everything you need to put some sort of major struggle in this portion of the book. And let me let me just say this, the struggle cannot be overstated. The s- the more intense the struggle is in this portion of your story, the greater the third act of the book is. The third act of the book is about resolution. So, at the very beginning of the third act, we will start to see your character shine. We will start to see them beginning the process of overcoming in this portion of the story they're overcoming that struggle and that conflict that was put in place in the second act the third act is where we get all of our resolution a word of warning if you are writing a series of books that are using the same characters don't give a grandiose solution in the third act the third act really needs to be about a short-term resolution of current conflicts um if you're writing a single story though, it's this is where the shit hits the fan. Everything's got to come out. Everything's got to come out. So the third act is all about resolution. It's where you tie up those loose ends. It's where you bring resolve to the struggles that were laid out in the second act. So now that we've gone through the three acts of a story, let's jump in a little bit deeper into what a story really needs. First and foremost, you got to have engaging characters. You have to have engaging characters to start with. Even if we're talking about a damn Excel spreadsheet, that Excel spreadsheet needs to be so freaking engaging, it's ridiculous. You need to reach out and pluck your reader's heartstrings or pluck your listener's heartstrings about the, the issues that they have with freaking Excel. I hate it that I can't shift tab to the next column and and, and Excel is is the go-to thing that has to be used in this line of business. Your characters need to be thoroughly, thoroughly, let me say that one more time, a third thoroughly, thoroughly thought out. You have to put life into your characters, whether your character is real or an inanimate object. There's this, um, this, uh, this, this test in business and it's called sell me this pin. Right. And that is a true testament to a storyteller's ability. Uh, sell me this pin is basically you walk into a room and the, the CEO gives you a pin and says, sell me this pin. And if you sell him that pin, then you get the job, you get the money, whatever it is. And if you can't sell him the pin, he moves on to the next person. Right. So you have to make that pin sound like the most needed, most important, most valuable thing in the world. And even if you have a broken character, that broken character needs to be important. You need to make your listener slash reader understand that this entire world is about this pin and the solution that's going to come when we follow this pin on an adventure. So in the second act, that conflict. Now that conflict is really important. Okay. Um, the, the struggles that, that come up against you is more about making your reader or your listener identify with the character more. Um, so for example, uh, say you had, we, we, you used Wendy earlier and, uh, we were talking about the conflicts that would come up against Wendy. Um, Wendy needs some sort of, inner struggle on top of external pressures. You need to take Wendy to a breaking point. Uh, This resolution basically puts Wendy at the lowest point possible. It puts her in the worst situations you could possibly imagine that she's going to have to deal with. That is how you write fantastic characters. Because if your reader or your listener doesn't really give a shit about Wendy going to the store and you know, getting a sandwich from Seven Eleven, it's, it's no big deal. Nobody's going to want to finish the story, but if Wendy's going into that store and she's carrying the $2 and 37 cents that it's exactly that it's going to take to buy that sandwich. And she had to, you know, she had to, to bend over backwards, rob three stores, suck some dude's dick and do all this other stuff. Then, you understand the struggle that Wendy has gone through and that sandwich ultimately becomes way more freaking important. That $2 and 37 cents that she had to struggle and 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 work and and do just selfless acts to get makes that sandwich ten trillion times tastier to Wendy. And therefore that sandwich, the the act of Wendy getting that sandwich is ten times 10 trillion times more Satisfying and gratifying to your your listener or your reader, the person that has invested their time and has invested their their I guess attention to your story. So making those conflicts serious, making those conflicts just you know the biggest, hardest, most difficult things ever is very very important. And once again, let's go back to the nonfiction writers, making sure that your reader or your listener or even your viewer. If you're, if you're doing visual stories, making sure that, that those people feel the pain of the, of the character is very, very important. Whether the character is you, whether the character is an Excel spreadsheet, whether the character is the pen that you have to sell, making sure that people feel that pain in that second act is so incredibly important. Now let's talk about conflict resolution. This is where fiction and and nonfiction kind of differ. They they are similar, um, but this one, we're going to focus on the nonfiction first, and then we'll get, I mean, we're going to focus on the fiction first, then we'll get to the nonfiction. So, near misses. Almost didn't make it. By the skin of your teeth. Just an ass hair away from not doing it. That is very important. Making sure that there is a genuine bonafide chance that your hero, your character, your, 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 basically your, your protagonist is almost not going to succeed. They have to be so close to not succeeding that the reader or the listener or the viewer feels that pain as well. Right, they have. You want your reader to be on the edge of their seat, going, "Oh my God, is she actually going to make it? Is she actually going to make it? Is is Wendy really going to get clean? Is how close is she to getting clean? Can she actually do it? Oh my God, it looks like she's doing one more last bump, and that last bump takes her to that point of overdose, and she almost dies." You have to bring your characters within an ass hair of failure in order for your reader, viewer, or listener to appreciate the win. When the win comes. It needs to be grandiose. It has to be grandiose. That success, that win, hey, my phone's talking to me, that win needs to be the best win that has ever happened in the history of wins, and it couldn't have happened to anybody else except for Wendy. Let me say that again. That win has to be the most grandiose win in all of existence. And it couldn't have happened in to anybody else, but Wendy. And here's the best part, how she wins. We're using Wendy as a reference. She wins by some strange twist of fate. A car runs into this thing and pushes this guy out of the way. And then there's this, this Rube Goldberg crazy set of events that creates a situation to where Wendy won By the skin of her teeth in a way that couldn't have happened to anybody else but Wendy. That success is very, very important. We all love the Hail Mary Hallelujah moment. We love it when the person that we thought was, you know, just in the shittiest of situations wins the lottery. We love it when there's a car crash and the mother flips the car off and pulls the baby out miraculously. We love those kind of hair-raising wins, hair-raising successes. You always remember those stories that talk about the wins that happen by the skin of the teeth through unthinkable, unimaginable circumstances. So just remember, it is very, very, very important that you are making sure the win that your characters experience is like no other. Now, let's talk about nonfiction. Nonfiction is a little bit of a different story. Generally, with nonfiction, let's say, let's start with self help. We love to hear a success story. Everyone loves a success story. And if you're writing a self help book, more than likely you're writing a success story, but the reader doesn't necessarily care about the win in that situation. They want to know how they can win. They want to know how they can succeed. So in a self-help situation, you need to be able to make it relatable to the person reading. How can I have that kind of win? How can I become an Excel document master? You sold the pen. Now tell me how I can do it. The win in a nonfiction self-help story is the win that the reader or the listener walks away with. They need to know how to succeed at solving the problem. If it is 14 different ways for you to be successful in business, they need to walk away feeling like they just gained 17 different ways to be successful in business and learned a whole lifetime's worth of experience in the process. The reader, the reader is the character that wins you can have a winning portion in that story, but the reader is the one that wins. Remember self-help nonfiction. The reader is the one that wins. If you're talking about historical fiction, well, you just need to m- emphasize the, the, the outcome was fantastic. Okay. So for example, if you're writing about how, um, how, uh, we defeated Hitler in world war two, um, tell the dirty gritty stories that no one knows about the ones that actually led to to the success. We know that we stormed the beach at Normandy, but tell me about Peter who stormed the beach at Normandy, made it all the way up the cliffs and took out the gunners in the bunkers and then went on to kill Hitler, you know, whatever, whatever that is, make sure that you're, you're telling me an angle of the story so that I can enjoy the win of the protagonist in a historical fiction. Remember, Nonfiction, the winner is the reader, the winner is the listener, the winner is the viewer. Whether the character wins or not, the reader, the listener, and the viewer has to walk away with a win. Okay, so I've been rambling for quite some time. Let's recap everything. There are three sections to a story. There's the first act, the second act, and the third act. The first act is used to establish characters and environments. It's used to tell you about what's going on in this story. It's used to tell you a little bit about and get you comfortable and familiar with the people slash environment, slash situation, slash whatever it is that you're you're fixing. In the second act, that's where we run into the conflict. Now that we've identified with the character, we need to identify with the struggle and the struggle needs to be serious, right? Like you really need to sell me on the struggle of the character or the struggle that I'm having that I just didn't know I was having with the product, right? So make sure that you're putting the struggle in the second act. Make sure it's strong struggle. Make sure it's real. Make me believe it. And in the third act, that's where we find resolution. The third act is very, very important to a story. If it is a finite story contained in one book, then you need to wrap up all the loose odds and ends in that one book. If it's a series, then you need to solve the immediate problems at hand while propelling me into the next book. Winning by the skin of your teeth. Just by an ass hair those are what make wins amazing but what makes that win even more amazing is that if i win in some way that could only happen to me or could only happen to Wendy, or could only happen to to the characters in the story that really just makes it fantastic i i, I mean it needs to be fantastic and for you nonfiction writers i need to win i am the risk the reader the listener the the viewer so i need to walk away from this story feeling like i've won feeling like i have gained something feeling like i've learned something feeling like i've made an accomplishment or progress you guys are rock stars that's going to wrap it up for this episode remember to check me out on social media uh instagram twitter Facebook even though I'm never there and all the other places um you can also check out 12 black and petals uh it is a podcast for a story that I've been writing it is essentially uh the story with theatrical soundtracks and sound effects we're releasing new episodes all the time and then finally I just got to say if you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, podcast apps, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, whatever wherever you're listening to us don't forget to rate us don't forget to leave a comment Don't forget to tell your friends that all of those things will help us move up in the charts and put us in front of other people. And finally, if you know someone that's trying to write a story of any kind and you think that this advice can help, tell them about this podcast. It's absolutely free. Hope you guys enjoyed everything. Remember, subscribe, come back, listen to the next episode. I promise you're going to like it. Peace. I'm out.